This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global via New Zealand. Uh, on Zoom, I'm joined by David Higgins and former heavyweight champion of the world, Joseph Parker. How are we doing, fellas? I'm going good, Umar. The thought of that at the moment is, uh, is a bit weird. Obviously, in New Zealand, it's what, 8pm right now? So, Okay. Yeah. I wanted to get Joseph and David on because... Um, Dylan White's had a, has a fair few things to say about Joseph, we know that, but he's had a fair few things to say about you as well, David. We'll come on to that. But firstly, we've got to start with the viral videos. There's like a new one every two days, Joseph. What's going on here? They're amazing. <laughs> well, the, um, the goal was, um, listen, lift spirits and uh, give people something to laugh, laugh at or smile, smile at. And it's a hard time for everyone. A lot of people... Some people can cope well with the lockdown, some people are not coping too well. So I think after the first one and uh, the reaction that we got from it gave us uh, motivation to continue um, spreading positive vibes. And uh, it's been fun to do. I mean, what else, you, what else am I going to do in lockdown? There's family time, there's training, and there's just monkey around and making videos. He's really smashed them out of the park, hasn't he, David? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, it's a great way to pass the time. And each video has a positive underlying message of staying safe or looking after your friends and family, but done in a fun way. So, and, uh, you know, they've gone massive globally. So it's good for profile too. And it brings new fans in that might not be diehard boxing fans. So I think it's been a wonderful diversion while Joseph's not able to, um, to have a fight scheduled. Yeah, Joseph, where did the actual inspiration come? I know you said you wanted to cheer people up during lockdown, yeah. but was it your idea? Was it a family member's idea? I, uh, I, I have a, um, a friend who's in my bubble who helps with groceries, and also he's very good at what he does. You know, ideas, first he comes with ideas, then he comes over and you know, scripts out the place, does the filming and then editing. And uh, so it's basically just him saying, you know, can we do this? And I'll just say, yeah, let's do it. Sounds like fun. And then we get the family involved. We, you know, David got involved in one of them. There's Curie, there's Eddie Hearn. We've got a bunch of people involved. And it's, um, yeah, I'll let you take the critical ideas, but it's not my ideas. I haven't seen, listen, I haven't even seen most of the movies anyway, so it can't be my ideas. <laughs> um, right, let's move on to, to, to Dylan White, guys. Um, I'll, I'll just put this out there. So what he's saying is, that he's fought top quality opposition, which which I agree with, uh, the likes of Oscar Rivas, the likes of yourself, um, and that he's beaten all of them. He's put himself in. He's put himself in this WBC position, which, which he's been waiting for for ages. This title shot, and his criticism of Joseph is that recently um, your quality of opposition has dramatically stepped down. The likes of Shandell Winters. Um, <clears throat> do you see his argument, Joseph and David? Well. Eddie Hearn's not on the call, but for the last couple of fights, you know, we're, we're given options. Um, and, you know, there's other circumstances behind the scenes, dates, shows, a lot of fighters they're trying to look after. Joseph wants to keep really busy. You know, ideally we'd be fighting three or four times a year. And so on, on both occasions, we ended up having to get an opponent at the last minute, things like that. So I'm not blaming anyone. And, you know, it's been good for Joseph to get three straight wins by emphatic stoppage in a row. And, and yes, Joe wants to, I mean, Joe can speak for himself, but we want to step up and 
you know, calling out Dillian White for a justified rematch is all part of that. I mean, Joe, you know, if Dillian's arguing that, it doesn't make sense because we've been wanting to fight Dillian White ever since um, June or July 2018. Um, so we would have taken Dillian White instead of Winters, but it just so happens that White's on a different path and, and we've um, offered different opportunities. Is what David's saying there pretty much fair, Joseph? Yeah, pretty pretty fair and pretty uh, pretty honest and, and on point. I mean, with the last few fights, I wanted to, I think with the last one we had six or seven options of fighters, different fighters that we were trying to fight. None of them either took the fight or wanted too much money. And so, um, like I said, I was pretty grateful that I actually got a fight in the beginning of the year against Shonda Winters. Otherwise, if he didn't accept the fight, we wouldn't have fight. Um, so I mean, Dylan, Dylan is saying that you know he has, and, and listen, he has four credible opponents and, and, and the top level opponents. We wanted to do the same, but. Unfortunately, those those opponents don't want to fight. Joseph, your audio is cracking up a bit. Is it? Yeah, okay. it is, Joe. It's not working too well today. It's not like his other day, so you might want to fiddle around or something because it's. Um, I I thought it was reverberation from Umar, but <laughs> sorry, guys. Blame everything on me. How do I do? Uh, should I hang up and call back or? Yeah, it's it's like you're maybe yeah yeah. Yeah, it's not working. Okay, hold on. All right, we'll wait for Joseph to come back in. What's happening with you? Anyways, David, how's, oh. the, how's the situation in New Zealand? Well, we're, we're one of the better countries in terms of recovery, but I'm just trying to plan how I come back in business, you know. I've had to restructure a bit and lay people off and others are working from home on less pay. I'm being positive, like I'm not panicking, but I'm okay. definitely... I think we're, we're in business now. I oh, good. Much better, much clearer. Yeah. Can we start again? And I'll... No, 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 we're fine. It wasn't, I mean, it was bearable, but now we're getting to the main bit. Uh, at least Joseph's audio is clear. Okay, so let, right, me, read you you. Some, let me read you some quotes uh, from Dinan himself. I've beat him up already and I'll beat him up again. Joseph Parker shouldn't be struggling with guys like Shondell Winters. Who the hell is that guy? No one has heard of him. Um, Joseph Parker has had a load of opportunities and has wasted them. Simple as that. Instead of prancing around his kitchen, he should go fight something <laughs> like Derek Fedora or Oscar Rivas. I tried to fight Joseph Parker before we even fought when he was a champion. He didn't want to fight me, but he knows that fighting me now, he'll get a big payday. I fight Joseph Parker again, I will knock him out. I went into the fight with a broken hand, a broken rim, and I still destroyed him. I didn't outbox him. I beat him up. Imagine if I was to go in there, hundred percent no injury. What's going to happen? Response. Nice. Oh, my response would be: I mean, is he is he making? There's there's no need to make excuses. We both went into a fight. I mean, if he's saying he had broken this and broken that, I had to fly from Auckland to LA, LA to London. Press conference, fly to London, LA, LA, Vegas, and then train for five weeks. So I had my ups and downs in camps, but I didn't come out and say, you know, I had a bad camp. We're both ready for the fight. Uh, prancing around in my kitchen. Uh, listen, I love to prance around. It's fun. I mean, I don't think he can loosen up and, and have a bit of fun. Um, I challenge him. I think I've challenged him before. I'll challenge him again. If he can loosen up, have a bit of fun, relax for a bit. Um, it'll be good to see another side of him because he's, you know, he's, we know him as the aggressive, uh, angry, you know, boxer, fighter. And what else did he say? I think he said a few other things. Uh, it was quite a lot, to be fair. Um, I think. Oh, it's a lot, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lot. Credible opponents. Um, yeah, the credible. Like we try to fight. We try to fight top-level opponents. Um, 
you know, it was the last few fights and it didn't work out, you know, no one took the fight. And then uh, I had no idea he wanted to fight me before when, when I was champion. I didn't, you know, not, his name didn't even come through to me. So if he's going out there making statements, may probably, you know, figure out why I didn't see the, you know, him wanting to fight. <coughs> David, he also spoke to us a few weeks ago and said that you're a joke and failed promoter. Did you see the comments? Yeah, he, he should do his research. Boxing is the tip of the iceberg in terms, in terms of what we've done. We, we've done record-breaking things in various genres, including sports. So I, I try not to take that trash talk seriously. Um, and as for when Joseph was WBO world champion, it, you recall he had to fight a mandatory, which was Huey Fury, um, and who pulled out. And then there was a replacement at two weeks' notice. And then... After retaining his title against the mandatory, Joseph went straight to unify against the, the other champion with more belts. So I don't see where there was an opportunity to fight Dillian in Joseph's reign as champion, given the mandatory situation and the unification. Um, and then after losing to Joshua, Joseph straight back into the cauldron at O2 London against Dillian at short notice. Um, not many fighters would have jumped straight back in against that tough opposition as Dylan at sh such short notice. He's, he's tough, yeah, very tough. And then, and then we all saw what happened. Um, you, you know, if you play it back, head but change course of the fight. It was wrongly called a knockdown. Would have been a draw had it been called properly. And not only that, Joseph rallied at the end and pr almost finished Dillian, which is why... It was a good fight, yeah. And, 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 and frankly... I reckon the reason Dillian hasn't even humoured it because for the first year and a half, he didn't even acknowledge, he'd be calling out everyone in the world except for Joseph Parker, didn't even acknowledge him, didn't say his name. And then he's recently vented the angry messages you're talking about. And he's still not humouring a rematch, even now. And I think the reason why Dillian White is not wanting a rematch is he knows he'll get beaten. And he knows he was lucky not to be beaten in the first fight because some circumstances fell his way. I will say this, out of the uh, fights that Joseph had in his career, the notable ones, the Andy Ruiz's, the Joshua's, Huey Fury's, Dylan White, it seems like the edge and the rivalry is kind of stuck with Dylan White. With the others, it hasn't. And the fight itself with Dylan White was the best one that was, Joseph was in, in my opinion. So if there's a rematch you want to see with Joseph, I think it is that Dylan White one. Would you agree, Joseph? Uh, I agree 100%. And I love a rematch. And uh, listen, that's respect. You know, I respect him as a fighter. I respect him what he's done. And uh, I know his goal, I've said it many times, his goal is probably to be champion of the world, like every other heavyweight. But if there's no one, I mean, he had a fight lined up with Vacant, but if there's no one else that wants to fight him, if no one's willing to take him on, I'm, like I said, I'm always here. I'm ready. You know, I'll take him any day. So tell me how you believe a rematch goes then, Joseph. Um, if we both have a good camp, like I mean, he said he had it wasn't the best camp. Mine was totally wasn't the best. Um, I, I'll knock him out. I believe I can knock him out. I believe I was uh, you know dominating in the beginning, the first few rounds, and then with the accidental headbutt that was uh, you know ruled a knockdown. I think that changed the, the how the fight went. But you know, I think the first two rounds I was showing speed and movement and good control. So I believe I can I can knock him out. Okay, let's come on to more immediate plans. Obviously, these reports are going around that uh, a fight may take place in New Zealand with Joseph and Lucas Brown. David, what can you tell us about the situation? Well, look, um, as promoters, athletes, managers, people in business, we've got two choices under COVID-19. 
One is to do nothing, ride it out, drain our cash reserves, let our staff go without jobs, um, and for Joseph to not be active. But I think we have an obligation to try and do what, what is possible. And New Zealand's ahead of the curve. So it is possible that you could run a boxing event in New Zealand for only 100 people or less under the current regulations. Now, so I think we feel we're obligated to do that. And then I think realistically, the opponent has to be someone within the Pacific or Trans-Tasman region, um, which, you know, there are a few options. But, um, and, and so we're doing due diligence. We've had the blessing of Matchroom, Joseph's promoter, to look at this properly. And we are giving it a proper look. There's, and there's a few factors that are necessary for it to happen. One, it's got to be safe. So we've got to have a health and safety plan that means the event can happen safely without risking the public. And there are ways to do that. And uh, it's got to be within the guidelines. Second, it has to be economically viable. There's no point doing it if it's going to lose a whole lot of money. And so it requires everyone involved to be more reasonable about money. Um, you know, the fighters accepting less, us, the promoters, managers, the suppliers. And if you can tick those boxes, why not do it? And, and the benefits of doing it, are one, um, it keeps people in jobs and paid. It gives Joseph a fight, keeps him busy, something to look forward to. It gives tax revenue to the government, employment. We found a charity that's a good fit, can raise some money for some at-risk youth and provide entertainment to the public and maybe hope that things are going to go back to normal. It could be in New Zealand in front of 100 people in a worldwide um, television to a billion people and so it would be truly historic to put together a promotion under these circumstances and then you see these idiots when you see names suggested like Lucas Brown you see these idiots that obviously don't read the paper or watch the news or don't know we're in a pandemic slamming what the opponents we're talking about I mean what do we do sit around doing nothing for a year these idiots should check themselves <laughs> we're in a pandemic and we do what's possible within those circumstances. And the other thing these idiots forget, any heavyweight can knock out another heavyweight on their day. You don't write anyone off. So that's my bit. I think that's fair enough. You're right. I saw the immediate reaction on Twitter. It's like, oh no. <laughs> All respect to Lucas Brown, of course, but like Joe's is fighting Lucas Brown. What's going on here? But you, where else are you supposed to source a heavyweight from right now? <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah, Lucas Brown, I, I, who else do we have? There's Junior Farr, well, but he asks for way too much money. Junior Farr is scared, scared of the fight, so his team have priced him out. At least, look, at least, I mean, we're in talks with Lucas Brown, there's no deal, but I can tell you this, at least he's got the balls to step in the ring with Joseph Parker because his price is far more realistic than Farr, which is pie in the sky. Then you've got a, a Queensland guy, Dempsey McKean, but he's not really done anything. So... And Lucas, um, I happen to know that Lucas did not get paid for his last fight. He's, and it's a, it's a disgrace. And so if you look at the fighters in the region and say, who deserves it? Lucas is number one. He's got the biggest resume. He fought quality guys like Dillian White. Um, and he's had a bad rub of the green. He's had fights where he hasn't even been paid. And he's fought better opposition than this Dempsey McKean and Junior Farr put together. And so... You know, Lucas has earned the right to a shot against Joseph Parker in the current circumstances. And if we can make a deal with Lucas, we will. Well, I don't think it's a bad fight to come back to after a <clears throat> pandemic. It's Australia view New Zealand. As you said, Lucas is still well known. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be worse, eh, Joseph? 
It could work, yeah. And I just saw, uh, you know, at the moment, I just left it to David and, and the team, manager and team, and, and like I said, match him to um, talk about it and make it happen if they can. And uh, in the moment, I'm just training, you know, training every day in the gym, working out and staying ready. I mean, probably the hardest training for me would be jumping on a trampoline with the kids. That's That, that takes a lot of uh, strength. Actually, Mark, one thing I should say, in the current climate, boxers are going to find out what their promoters are like. And there'll be some promoters and managers who won't let their fighters fight. And so I've got to pay credit and tribute to Matchroom, who, um, rather than putting themselves first, they've realized that um, Joseph needs to be busy. And so, rather, and so they've given us their blessing to try and look at yeah. can we do it. And not only that, they're trying to help us with international TV, which is critical to have enough TV revenue so that it's you know safe enough to do without losing money. So Matchroom have been wonderful. And so thank, thank you to Matchroom for that. Guys, let me ask about uh, another option next year, potentially. There's all this talk about, let's get this uh, Joshua Fury fight on uh, either this year or next year, right? We know Usyk is mandatory for one of them titles for the WBO and Usyk is yeah. already due to fight, right? So therefore, the winner of that fight, Joseph, surely you're gunning for them because it looks like Joshua Fury will happen next year, hopefully, and then Usyk's not, you know, he's still going to be waiting. So either Usyk or Chisora comes out on top. Is that the, the fight you're looking at next, perhaps, Joseph? Oh, <clears throat> I'd love to fight. Um, I think we've been, you know, the, the fight with Chisora, you know, that was the fight that I was really looking forward to. And then uh, with the circumstance of getting a spider bite, being able, you know, having to pull out, um, I wanted to reschedule that fight, but I think he, you know, he he chose to, to go on and, and fight Price. I'd love to fight any of the top five in the world, any of the top five or the top ten. Like, I mean, I'm I'm keen to fight anyone. I swear, I just uh, I need a, you know, need them to sign, you know, sign the, the contract and say, yeah, let's get it on, and I'll, I'll be ready. Would you still consider Derek Chisora even if he lost that fight? I'll still fight him, you yeah. know, because uh, I think we have unfinished business. I mean, he's been calling me out and saying this and saying that. So I'd love to fight him because I know I can knock him out. David, would you like to see Joseph back in the UK rather than America next year? Yeah, I would. Um, if, if I had my choice, I'd prefer to fight in the UK. I just find it more pleasant. Like the Commonwealth countries, there's, you know, people do their job, like security say, mm -hmm. they're firm. But they, you know, in America, there was a different level of sort of menace at, say, Dallas, Texas, our last fight. You've got all these security guys with guns on their hips, and you know they they barely let Joseph's father in the dressing room. They all, they're all failed <laughs> wannabe CIA agents with a low IQ and a weapon on them. You know, not really. Americans, you know, America's great for a holiday, but would I? I, I wouldn't raise a family there, and um, so <laughs> but we'll fight there. We go with opportunity. But I'll fight, fight anywhere, anywhere, everywhere. London, O2 Arena, London. We love we love the UK. The, uh, the amount of support we've been getting from there is, is awesome, you know. And um, every time we go back, we're always it's what we're, what we're received, and uh, you know, there's a lot of fans and support for us in the crowd. Definitely, someone who supports you from the UK is uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, let's come yeah. up to that potential undisputed fight. There's all this talk about Wilder stepping aside. From from what you see of Wilder and the character is, do you think you'll step aside so that Joshua and Fury can get it on? <clears throat> Me personally, I don't think he will. Uh, just because he's a proud, proud person, and um, like he listen, he wants he wants to be champion of the world again. Um, but I think the sensible option would be take 
whatever, you know, step aside might to do nothing, right? And let the other two fight and see who the best is and then challenge the, you know, the winner of that. That's, I think that's a smart move. And if I was in that position, that's, that's probably what I'll do. David, would you tell Wilder to step aside in that position? <clears throat> I think that, I think Fury won the first fight in Los Angeles and was um, robbed. I mean, there's a consensus around that. I think in the second fight, he absolutely demolished Wilder. So I think the dignified thing for Wilder <clears> to do <throat> is take the step aside money, which, will, by the way, will be substantial, could be as big yeah, as yeah. a purse, and let the world see what they want to see, which is uh, Fury Joshua. It could be at Wembley or MetLife Stadium, New York. It could be in Saudi Arabia, whatever. It'll, it'll be the highest grossing event in human history. I reckon it will do more than a billion dollars counting television. Um, and it would stop the world. And then Wilder can have a right to then fight the winner. That yeah. way the public get what they want. The fans get what they want. Wilder's bank balance will get massive step aside and then a shot against the winner. That's what I'd try and orchestrate. And I'm sure Bob Arum and Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn, you know, they're smart guys. I'm sure that they're trying to do that. So the only thing that stops that is Wilder's ego. If Wilder says, says no, under no circumstances, I want to put Fury through a third fight, even though he's already won two, it's his ego that stops it. Fair enough, fair enough. Just get a, a quick pick from yourselves if that Fury-Joshua fight happens. Joseph? Uh, I'll have to outside with Fury. Um, I just see, I mean, he's I probably, you know, I, I said it many times, probably one of the best fighters in our era. Best heavyweight and, uh, you know, move, can move, can fight, can box, can dance, can do whatever. So I'll pick him. But it'll be a great fight. David? Um, I'll pick, I'll go Fury. I mean, I mean, we were, Joseph and I were in the audience in Los Angeles and the fact <clears> that he got up after that punch from Wilder, no one else, you know, that was miraculous. He got up. And then I was also at Joshua Ruiz at Madison Square Garden, New York. Joshua didn't get up. So to add to what Joseph says, I think Fury's got more heart as well when it gets tough. So I, I bet I'd be picking Fury. We hear all these sparring stories with Fury, like it's just impossible to get near to him and he just frustrates the hell out of you. You've shared the ring with him in, in Las Vegas. Um, what's it like when you spar him, Joseph? I have never sparred with Fury. Have you not? Never. Nah, I mean, I've been at the gym um, watching him spar with all the, you know, the different sparring partners. They bring in like what, six, seven, eight sparring partners at a time. Uh, well, I've always been at the side of the ring just watching and cheering them both on. You know. Good work, guys. I thought before either the Schwartz or the Wallen fight, you did some work together. That's uh, I was in the gym, but I, I never, I never sparred with him. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, I don't think you two will ever be fighting because he's such a good mate. So I, I don't see that ever happening. To be honest, Joseph. I don't. I don't think it'll happen. I've, I've said I wanted to fight him because he's the best. You know, I believe he's the best, and I want to challenge myself. But I don't think I'm one of the fights that he wants. You know, for the remainder of his career. So respect him, and uh, you know, I just look at the other options that I have. All right. Well, Joseph and David, uh, keep safe uh, in New Zealand. Let's see whether this Lucas Brown fight materializes, and then hopefully crowds are back allowed next year, and you're back at the O2 because that's uh, what we want to see. But uh, for now, keep making these viral videos. And uh, yeah, keep safe, all right? Thank you for joining me. Thanks. Sounds like a plan. Keep yeah, safe. Bye. Thank you. Good night.